darlings, and welcome to the Horror Motel. You are checking in this week with me, Bunny Galore, the queen of the cult movies. And once again, I am joined by my gorgeous, divine, glamorous and decadent, <laughs> Alison Jim-Smith. Hello, Alison. <laughs> Hello, you are so much better at thinking of adjectives and verbs to describe people than I am. You're amazing. I want you to follow me around in my life and just say those words to me all the time. Can you be the inner voice instead of, of the one I have? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yes, the inner voices, they're quite dangerous. I'm, I can't listen to them anymore. They're, they're getting very loud, Alison, I have to say. There's multiple voices. It's when you start, they start talking back to you, that's the problem. Um, Yes, I will do that any time. I also provide theme tunes. Uh, <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, how are you this week, my darling? Are you feeling uh, rested after your... Well, you're always being glamorous and uh, international, but also very national. You're all over the place. Um, uh, any particularly favourites over the last few weeks that you've been to from your hometown of Manchester? Let's see. Yeah, I... Uh... Gosh, it's so bad. Isn't it awful? But some weeks when you do like six shows in a week, they just kind of tend to blur uh, together yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So, so far I can say I've I've had a lovely. Um, uh, oh, t- better question. I better have no question. bad memories. I was going to say, what's a bad one? <laughs> that's usually a funny. Usually a funny question. <laughs> I don't have any it? bad ones, so that's good. Very, oh, that's, that's good. good. It's only because I don't go. I, I really haven't gone anywhere for ages. I'm kind of. I think there's something about January and February, though, isn't there? That it's for me. Uh, every year it tends to be January, February is quite a downtime because I'm normally very busy over Christmas, and then January, February is a bit yeah. of a reboot. And uh, although not so much this year because I was kind of the opposite way around, but um, and things are beginning to get a little bit more. Oh, it's just getting warmer as well, isn't it? Oh, thank God! I, yeah, I just don't think I could do another finally. January in England. I don't know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to like, you know, rent a barge in I don't know. Barcelona or something, um, just to be somewhere sunnier. I, I, I'm having real problems now. With ever since 2020, I can't cope with Januarys anymore. Isn't it weird? I think you notice the weather a lot. They give more you the blues. The mm, massively. Yeah. So January um, blues. Yeah. We don't have enough sunlight. Yeah. I can't wait to get. I'm. I think uh, I'm supposed to be going. Oh, we're supposed to be going to Malta in a few months' time. But that's actually moved to with friends for a holiday. And uh, but I haven't got my passport yet, and the most I've just put it into renewal. <laughs> and would you believe it? Some lovely person, a burlesque girl friend, asked me a few days, a couple of days ago. Well, you don't have to be free to go to um, the Seychelles on Friday, do you, for a gig? And I was like, of all times for this oh. to come up when I haven't got a passport. Now I don't know what the show would, was going to be like anyway, but I'm trying to make myself feel better about it but um <laughs> but it was like oh isn't that oh. typical that i could have been off in the Seychelles this weekend um oh but then again hey ho here we're at the horror motel <laughs> who needs a horror so this is a staycation this is the horror this staycation, is a staycation. I've, been, I've been dreaming about for years i'm loving our motel but who needs the Seychelles? I- i'm fine I'm, okay. oh, I'm oh, so right. sad you know. Look, every time I have to send a passport away to do anything, I get nervous too. Whenever I don't have my passport, oh, I get really I nervous. Because mm. you're like, oh, what? God, uh, what yeah, if yeah. I. Uh, yeah. And it's my fault. I hadn't renewed it for ages. Someone's stealing my identity. If you do, please do something more with it than I have done. <laughs> 
please, will you really do something good with my identity? I know it's it's kind of sort of no one's. I never even get the ones you know, like people get impersonated on Instagram. Everybody, all my friends do. Okay, a lot of them are the pretty pretty muscly boys, West End uh, actors, but. Uh, so I see a pattern forming here um, that it's probably linking to a pseudo OnlyFans because they've put a couple of shots of them with it, you know, in their underwear. Uh, they, I never even get that. Rude. <laughs> I'm not even that big a, a target for, uh, for Instagram impersonations. I mean, I think that's just rude. <laughs> it is. Well, so if anyone out there, if any of our listeners would like yes. to do an impersonation of bloody galore... Please yeah, exactly. send them in. We want them. We want them. <laughs> yes, I mean, I mean, I don't know who would dare, but um, uh, gosh, yeah. So hopefully um, I get to go away this summer a little bit. Uh, I haven't been away since pre-2019, so it's been, it's been a while. Have you not? Uh, no, not, uh, not abroad, no. Um, I think the last trip we did was with my friends. We did, went to Warsaw. Uh, which was really interesting. I loved it. I really loved it. I think I drank all the vodka in Europe. Um, uh, I would not think that, that of a, as a holiday destination, though. I'm not going to lie. That does not strike no, me as it, a... Uh... Yeah, it was a little bit more, what do they call it, weekend breaky type of thing, which I've never really do. I don't do weekend breaks. I'd ever had partners that would be, you know, allowed to travel with because I tagged. <laughs> but um, but um, they... Um, yeah, I've never had that sort of grown-up sort of weekend breaky things. But I went. It was because my friend was launching a TV show over there, and he was doing. He was on the bank holiday Monday, so on the Tuesday he was doing the press for the launch of this TV show. So a load of us okay. decided to go make a weekend of it. So we went on this. Went on the flew on the Friday, I think, and stayed Saturday. Uh, he had a gig at a night. Uh, he was DJing at a club on the Saturday night. Hence the the vodka. Sunday we had off, and Monday we had off. So um, and then I think he started on the Tuesday, uh, and we was, bef- you know, the lime scooter things. They weren't here in London mm-hmm. yet. The, the little scooter thing, but they were there. Which, but because it's very flat there, relatively, uh, we zoomed around with these killer hangovers. I don't know how we did it thinking we were teenagers i have to say by the way i have to admit this um i was only going about five miles per hour i was going very slowly everybody else racing around like the teenagers uh the 20 year olds the 30 year olds the 40 year olds everybody else at some they all came home to london all brought them everybody fell off the damn things and hurt themselves and had to sell the scooters who didn't come off their scooter me nana going at five miles per hour (laughs) yes Taking it nice and easy. Nice and easy. <laughs> With a really bad hangover. So, yeah, I've never been on one since. But so, I mean, obviously, I think doing it in I London don't... is su- suicidal trying to do it in London compared to, oh. you know, a bank holiday weekend in Warsaw. But, yeah, there we go. Oh so don't, God. yeah, don't do it, kids, unless you've got like a very flat surface and no traffic. <laughs> well, look, our lovely producer, Nathan, uh, we were in Berlin together and we did the scooters mm. too. We scooted oh. around everywhere in Berlin. Berlin's perfect for it because you could like, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, but we were good. We were good. Neither one of us fell off, which was great. Um, and I, well I loved it. I love those little scoots. Yeah. Oh, they're great. But I would they're, never they're do they're it great. in London. Ugh. No, no. I think doing it in London. I can see why. I mean, it, I mean, look, it makes it's great to get around, isn't it? It's just I don't trust anybody else. 
It's not that I don't trust myself. Yeah, it's everybody exactly. else. It's, it's everybody else. Bad up being in a car. Um, it's cyclists as well. Don't get me started on cyclists. We'll be here all day. Um, if I see one more re- cyclist go for a red light, it's gonna. I'm just gonna kick off. Um, <laughs> and the tour of they the do whatever they women. want. Are they a car? Uh, Are they a pedestrian? Uh, they do whatever they want. Yeah, it drives get me off crazy. The pa- get yeah. off the pavements. Unless you're eight years old and you've got stabilizers and you're an eight-year-old girl with pigtails. Get off the pavement. Um. Get off the pavement. <laughs> get off the pavement. I, you know, yeah. I'm very fragile. If I get if someone knocks me over, I'm just going to shatter like the end of Death Becomes Her. I'm just going to shatter into pieces. So. <laughs> now, also, darling, Avoiding falls. Of eight-year-old girls. <laughs> yes. Avoiding. Speaking of eight-year-old girls, excellent segue. See, I was trying to do you. You're so good at the segues, Alison. But, no, uh, you yes. did so good. I cut that one off. Yeah, exceptional. <laughs> so we have a we have a very exciting and brand new movie to talk about because it's making such a yeah. cultural statement at the moment and uh, has become very popular. Is uh, almost as popular as Jennifer Coolidge with the gays. It is Megan. It's a film that's just come out uh, barely uh, four or five weeks ago in middle of beginning of January in America and a couple of weeks later here in the UK. It is a, oh gosh, it's just genius. It is, it's kind of like a cross between Chucky, The Terminator mm-hmm. and yeah. Annabelle, uh, which is of another Jason Wan movie who's has story uh, uh, and produced Megan uh, and I would say also the Autons from Doctor Who there was these these monsters from Doctor Who from 1970 and it came back uh, the next year from the jump when it, the series went to John Pertwee and it was in colour and uh, it's very famous because it's a shop window dummies coming to life it's anything plastic can kill you sort of thing and uh, it's a, weirdly it's an image in 1970 that scared the living day, uh, daylights of me but I wasn't born yet I never saw it until it came out on VHS like in the like late 80s so how I knew about this I don't know books and magazines I guess but it's that scary <laughs> image of inanimate objects that look human coming to life uh, and so Megan is a brand new film it is by uh, Jason Wan and he also did Annabelle he did a lot of the Conjuring movies as well uh, so the story is when um, uh, uh, Katie because uh, it sounds like she's saying Katie in the movie it's Katie with a C uh, played by the lovely Violet McGraw uh, her parents die she's a little girl that her parents die in a car crash and she goes to live with her aunt, uh, Gemma, who's played by Alison Williams. And what I love particularly about uh, Alison's performance uh, and the character of Gemma is it's not a super cutesy um, pseudo-mom character. She's quite awkward. And she's like, she's, yeah. a, she's, I mean, she's very beautiful, very, very beautiful as an actress anyway. So it's, it's not like she's a but she's kind of geeky and she's a techie geek and she has she has some toys but they're like a bit like myself they're sealed in you know sort of boxes type of thing so I think this is one yeah. of the reasons why it's so popular because she's she she's not a natural maternal instinct you know sort of new mom when uh, Katie comes to live with her but she has a new project in uh, her laboratory which is a, a brand new uh, sentient is that right probably not become sentient doesn't it uh little girl doll called megan and it's everything you can wish for uh so to help her with her grief uh Gemma pairs 
uh, Katie with uh, Megan. So they become like uh, her 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 user her her person, and of course the one of her part of the programming is to make sure no harm comes to Katie. And of course, you know what happens to little girls? They can kind of you know it gets into scrapes and things like that. And of course, hilarity ensues <laughs> afterwards <laughs> um, because Somebody obviously laughs. Meg, Megan becomes you know very overprotective and starts you know killing left, right, and centre to protect. Katie uh you can kind of from the trailer you can kind of see it all coming what's the biggest surprise about this is that it speaks to our fear of technology taking over things it, you know the fear of our, our iPhone I swear swear my iPhone listens to me sometimes but in the most random places you'd be talking about uh say Monzo cards I don't, I, I don't know if we can talk about things that advertise on podcasts but it's our podcast we can do what we like and we can do what we want Bit, but talking about Monzo cards, and then suddenly they would be on the adverts on whatever. And it, so it's the most odd things it seems to listen to, and it's stuff I've not Googled. So it's that kind of like Black Mirror vibe going on there. Um, the biggest surprise is that it was as successful as it already had been in what under two months. It was made for 12 million, which is nothing really in sort of 2020. Well, I guess probably written 21. I have a feeling it might have been a lockdown fever dream. Um, I feel like yeah. maybe this is one of the ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of, I can, you can kind of see it because it feels a little quite sort of um, black, sort of new black mirror-y kind of desolate world kind of vibe. I think probably written in 21, made, shot in 22 in uh, LA, but also in New Zealand because that's close. Um but I, I suddenly realised today, LA is not that far, you know, to us, New Zealand in the UK. New Zealand is literally on the other side of the world. But I suddenly went, oh, actually, from the west coast of America, if you're flying direct, I suppose New Zealand isn't that far. It's no, though, probably that not a huge amount different to going to Europe, I suppose. So, oh, it's, I can see why oh, yeah. perhaps it's more, po- never thought of it going that way. So I could be wrong there. Um, uh, I guess the i don't know why they shot at new zealand it's probably to do with money isn't it but maybe they've got some finance from new zealand perhaps as well yeah probably Um, but 12 million to do something like this so it's grossed as we're speaking now in february 2023 it's grossed 165 million in about two months so Plus, it's you know the sequel's already been greenlit to come out for January twenty twenty four, no twenty five. Sorry, so it's I think that's right. If I got that right, it's in you know two years time, um, and because it's universal, I suddenly realised, oh my goodness, uh, um, the Knights of Horror thing they do for Halloween, it's going. There must be a Megan house, mustn't there? There's going to be a walkthrough of Megan. Oh I, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. that'd be so good. Um, of course, like the Autons in Doctor Who, and a bit like there's another Doctor Who story called The Robots of Death, which is very pretty androids, Tom Baker story, and they're very like servant robots. That's, you know, the clues in the title, Robots of Death. They start killing, and that really, that, that I thrilled and scared me as a child. And it's very that kind of things that's supposed to serve you and be nice and friendly um, start, you know, wanting to kill you. So, plus, it's it's very much. There's certain types of dolls that gentlemen would purchase, perhaps, <laughs> for their own enjoyment. Use. Enjoyment. Use. Yeah, better word. Yeah. 
obviously I would dress them up and you know dress in her outfits and do the hair but um <laughs> but that kind of silicone skin doll um this is a little bit creepy when you apply this to Megan um but it is kind of like that in some ways um yeah. it's it's brilliant it's it's amazing uh there's the lovely girl um that plays the the doll oh i've forgotten her name now um so uh, there's two so there's the one who does the voice which is jenna yes, davis that's and right. then there's the actress who does the body some of the body shots which is amy donald amy donald that's thank you amy donald that's yeah. the one uh, uh who's gymnast is she a gymnast i think yes yes yeah. um so she is brilliant uh i think so oh. she so it's a, a mixture they've done the doll by uh, animatronic uh figure which is kind of like puppeteering and they, they uh, watched yeah. a wonderful interview with the guy that helped make it and puppeteers it he he's from new zealand and he he grew up with the muppets which i thought was a great segue from the muppets to like because you kind of look at it you can't i kind of get a miss piggy vibe as well the, i think it's the hair I think it's very early season one, Miss Piggy, that when she has dark yeah. blonde hair, quite straight before she has the, the very blonde waves, and uh, and then there's the uh, the little girl dressed in the costume with a with which is far more terrifying if you see the raw footage. But if she's got a silicone mask on. They've just cut the eyes out because you couldn't see through the eye glass eyes, so it's just this dead eyes. <laughs> they've replaced in the film. They replaced it with the CGI face, uh, and I, so I like the fact it's practical. And I can't believe mm-hmm. they did it for of a budget for twelve million. I think it's it just so you can imagine what the the, the remakes and the the next the sequel's going to be like, isn't it? Um, oh. So, you, have you seen the film, Alison? Yes, yes, I I saw Megan. I went and I watched it. Yep, I was yes. very excited. Um, and right away, of course, you know we we do draw the the connections to like you were saying Chucky or, mm-hmm. but again, Chucky is a doll. This is not a doll. This is a mm-hmm. robot. So I like that you yes. were talking about that before. Is that this? She is a robot. She, you know, and I I do think it was an interesting statement on society and how dependent you know are we going to become on technology and the idea of like this this robot was there to emotionally support a human. And, you know, I love the idea of when we start to think about robots and emotions and feelings and how it always goes wrong because they don't have the ability to feel emotion. So when it's like protect her, okay, great. And that's when Megan obviously becomes a killer because anyone that crosses the child's path, Megan's (laughs) like, well, eliminate the problem. We'll just eliminate the problem, Uh, which is, you know, part of me too thought, God, I would it'd be great to have one of those though in my life like because she reminds the child like brush oh. your teeth do this go up here yeah. i'm like i i could have a pa robot i could i would oh, love my goodness. A... yes would wouldn't that be great a pa I robot be, i have been needing a pa for quite a long time just in life just not this is nothing to do with work so much but just in life yeah. really and i think a megan yeah. would be absolutely perfect I would love uh i came to it thinking because uh, I wasn't, I didn't watch it uh, to review so much. I just watched it for for pleasure, really. I've been trying to go and see it for a few times. I eventually got to see it because I, I wanted. I knew it suddenly had caught on quite a lot. I didn't have high expectations for the movie though, but I was yeah. so surprised it was as fun and good as it was. It is because it. Why I suggested doing it on this show? One, I'm, I, I would imagine it's going to go onto streaming quite a lot, and yeah. people will discover it even more when they, it goes onto streaming. Um, but I'm glad it's had a cinema release, and it's. I think it, people, more people, will discover it. I think it will grow even more than it has. 
mm-hmm. the surprise I'm wondering if they came back to LA to do reshoots because apparently they had to tone down the violence to make sure it was a PG-13 I think the, we all... the body count the deaths were way yeah. higher in the original but then they had to take some out yeah to keep it yeah. PG-13 yeah I think a part of me goes it's like we were talking last week about the children of the corn and you don't see a lot of the violence and in a way it's a this is kind of like that isn't it because it's and because it's to do with children it's a bit harder to i know she's not a real child but um uh like a pinocchio gone crazy (laughs) my god there's your movie um pinocchio goes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Revenge of Pinocchio. Well, we got Winnie the Pooh um, horror movie coming up soon. I don't know if you heard about that. We, I won't no, that, what's that? Oh my God, you've not. Sorry, one pause no. for Megan. Winnie the Pooh horror movie. People are, are there are so many people who are upset about this because they're like, you have taken a childhood ah, character. That yeah, is look it up. Quite extreme. Uh, have you when seen when it comes out? Second segue. Yeah, um, the Banana Splits movie. I can't even say it. Banana Splits movie. Very similar thing. So the Banana Splits is an American. I don't if maybe you might not have seen it, but it's a it's a like a uh, bit like the Monkeys kind of show, like a Saturday morning show where you've got you've got four people in skin yes. costumes, different sort of animals, yeah. crazy animals, and they I made I love that show as a child. Trying to watch it as an adult makes no sense whatsoever. They're kind of like well, kind of the gig that I do, which is like hosting movies. So they they are hosting a, a load of clips of cartoons and different shows, really. So it's just like a they're just the hosts of the show, and they show lots of different other bits in between. Yeah. And their their little skits are completely insane. So they've turned it into a horror film about five years ago, and it's again it's such a delicious fun movie. It's an indie movie, but it's quite a big indie movie. And Is it the, the same one that has Nicolas Cage in it? Is Nicholas Cage? No, there's no big names in it. No, I don't okay, think. Okay, okay. I'm sure Nick Cage isn't. No, it's not big names, but it's the that the and it's it's <laughs> kind of similar to Megan that it's 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 but it's children going to see a recording of the Banana Split show, uh-huh. uh, and it's a bit like the opening scene with the chimp in Nope. You know when it they're, they're at the sitcom and they're um. Uh, and then the chimp goes crazy and kills everybody. It's yeah. that, but yeah. for a whole movie. But it's the banana splits of robots inside. They're not skin characters, and the robots obviously go, zzz, you know, they, and they start. Oh. You know. Again, with Megan, it's it's. I think it taps into that because she's very. It's a bit like um, Westworld as well, isn't it? The era, not, not so much yes. the TV. I love the TV series for different reasons. Very cerebral, isn't it? But the yes. the movie of Westworld and the sequel, Future World. Uh, it's very much like it's sort of, you know, things that are supposed to be nice suddenly become evil. And I, I think I grew up with that 70s... I was a bit scared of Android. There's things like on the Bionic Woman called the Fembots, and they were like, they would... Then the mask face would come off, and you'd see the circuitry underneath, and it would just be this... You know, it's obviously a shot we do dummy with the, with the wig on, with the, the face hollowed out, and you've got circuitry in there, but it would scare the life out of me. And again, it came up in Doctor Who a few times with androids and things like Sarah Jane's face would fall off and she'd actually been an android. Um, I think I think particularly when it's a female robot, yeah. there's something about, um, this is different because it's a child, but it, it's when it's a, like a, a female character, when you're, when you're little, I guess, it's a mother figure. And if the mother figure turns out to be evil, it's quite, um, it shakes you, I think, as a child. So I think it's still with me now. <laughs> but Megan has become this huge cultural force particularly with a certain demographic of bachelors uh, <laughs> but I, I thought originally it's because it's just the camp factory it's like a Barbie doll that you know that's your best friend that will kill for you 
who wouldn't want that? But I do think it's also the Gemma character being a single parent and not used being not used to having kids you know she's not a mum yeah. and she's a bit like um what do I do with the child um and kind of I, I mean I always like to talk to kids like they're adults like you know talk don't patronize them yeah so you sort of have an, not an adult conversation obviously but like a don't sort of baby talk them and but she's she's like that but she's kind of doesn't have a filter she's just kind of like um doesn't just expects um Katie to sort of to deal with her feelings and of course Katie is yeah. kind of completely all over the place on the death of her parents and therefore becomes very dependent on Megan um, yeah did you have a favourite uh, part of the film because I think mine might be the dance routine <laughs> well look I was going to say this is a big thing because they're saying so the, the creepy dance that she does to the remix of Taylor Swift's Nice to Have a Friend which is, which is really creepy and fantastic yes. also it says here in notes that she has become the, the doll has become quite a gay icon mm. apparently and I was yeah, like really isn't has. that interesting yeah, and they were like, well, it's the campiness of it all. It's her character. It's it's big sunglasses, her dance. There's just so many characteristics of her that are... And mm. I was like, isn't that interesting? I never would have thought that, but yeah, No, because she's not like... She's not as... Because like, she's not in bright colours or like bleach blonde hair, is she? She's not like no. um, the Bride of Chucky. Yeah. She's kind of very um, muted colours and very 70s looking. She looks like very. she's from 1973. Um, and glamorous, a very but very doll. very stylish. But yeah. but she's not. It's not that camp, uh, and brightly cut. It's not. She's not wearing sequins, and she's not got her hair in a you know ponytail type of thing. Um, so it's it, it's surprising. I was like, but the look of her I was going. Oh, it's not like a costume you'd go. Oh, that's really. It's very Stepford Wives as well. The robots yep. are Stepford Wives. Yep. Um, which is perhaps you know that's why I think I enjoy it because it's harkening back to Westworld and Stepford Wives. Uh, that kind of kind of chilling coldness but it has such delicious humor and apart from yeah. the dance i think my other favorite shot is the dog from next door the neighbor's got a horrible neighbor and the dog attacks um uh okay well katie to start with and then then megan as well and then megan <laughs> takes revenge and there's just a shot there's a hole in the fence for, between them and the neighbors and the POV of the dog going whoo at night time and you just see this I, obviously this is a podcast so you can't see me uh, but the, the you just see a hand like a bit like um, Lady Gaga's hand from the advert for a hor American Horror Story Hotel <laughs> just kind of uh, beautifully place uh, uh, some food on the floor and then get out of shot and it's just this delicious evil flexed hand <laughs> Yeah, but you're like, the dog Ow! is dead. Yeah, It's just, and the doggy goes, oh, what's this over here? And then his dog it, vroom, it just disappears in, through the hole. Because um, <laughs> you know where this film's, it's a killer doll. You know where it's going to go. However, it's how they do it, I think is so glorious. I have had yeah. seen, some friends on Twitter did say that they didn't find it, um, they found they were disappointed. I think they expected a more adult movie. I think they expected perhaps a um, uh, because you can read the trailer quite well. I think they expected some very bloody, but perhaps that's to do with the PG thirteen. Uh, I think that's exactly a, it. Do you think, Alison? There's a little. I think they might spend a little bit too long in the setup and in the lab sections at the beginning, but that's probably been left in because they've cut other stuff out. I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think, I think that's what it is. Because yeah, do you think they could have got really, to it quicker? Well, yeah, but they again they wanted the whole reason they cut it the way they did is because they wanted the youth, they want the young teens watching this movie, mm. right? This was a grab for like a lot of movies. This is a grab for the up and coming generation. So I think yes. that's why they kept it a bit more PG thirteen. My favorite part of the movie was in the forest when oh. the <laughs> little shithead bully who yes. you know picks on the Megan doll and Megan goes through him and Megan. It, she's so creepy how she gets down on all oh, fours and runs yeah. like a like a wolf or like, like a, a dog yeah, after like this guy. Like a werewolf, boy. isn't it? Yeah, it's it's that yeah, it's, absolutely it's, yeah. to me. I was like, Brilliant, holy shit! To, mm. Oh, so good. And that was the, that was um, Amy Donald. That was literally Amy Donald getting down on all fours and running like an so animal. Good. She was brilliant and. You know, it, anytime you see that kind of like get down all fours, kind of, I'm like, oh, what's get? Because it's Ugh. so primitive. It's so like, yeah, yes, yeah. And her yes. movements were just so good. So to me, that was my favorite. And I just like, I like it when bullies get what's coming to them. Oh, so when and that little he boy really does, yeah. doesn't he? Uh, yeah. That actually was more bloody and more uh, violent than I was expecting, considering it yeah. hadn't been up to that point. And then suddenly it was like, oh, that's actually quite violent. There's that wonderful, creepy shot, isn't there, of the you can leave your ties. Up over by the tree over there and everyone's brought like these huge freaking cuddly toys and in the middle of the cuddly a bit like E.T. when he's hiding in the in the cupboard with the cuddly toys you just see Megan just like sitting there like Tin Man and Wizard of Oz time surrounded by these cuddly yeah. toys and um, but they think he's brought these massive huge like bears with them um, on a, some you know on, to a park it's a really they're, they're not that young um I still sleep with the teddy bear, don't worry. Um, uh, I won't tell you his name. But <laughs> I was going to say, what's his name? <laughs> his name is Bobo. His name is Bobo. It's actually, I'm talking about a real teddy bear, not, not talking about any particular uh, types. Yes, I have Bobo the teddy bear. Um, uh, you know, sometimes someone, you know. It's interesting, though, that you said E.T. because that literally, that shot was, mm. and there are a few shots in the movie that were homages to former mm. ones. So that was an homage to E.T., also, the scene where, when she's dancing in the hallway, it's that hallway shot is homage to The Shining. Yes, You know how much. at the yeah. end of the hall there's those two twins? Mm. That's what they were recreating. So there mm. are a lot of homage moments throughout yes. Megan that are like, oh, you know, as a tip of the hat to former an E.T. and The Shining. Although, let's be honest, if there's a horror movie that doesn't have an homage to The Shining in it well, somewhere... Exactly. Exactly. Are you well, even a horror the, movie? Are you even yeah. are you even a motel if you're not a, a are homage you to the show? Even that makes us yeah. the two little girls, I think. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, my friend, my friend David Ames, him and um, oh, was it, he went with Anna Carr and Paloma Faith to, for Halloween, and they all went as the little girls from. Is it Paloma Faith? Am I getting that right? Uh, they all went as the little girls from The Shining. <laughs> it was like oh my a, God, but they were, so it was like brilliant. triplets from triplets from The Shining. It's so funny. I'll send you the the, the TikToks they did. It was really funny. Please, it was hilarious, terrifying, but like also hilarious. Um, also, another see. interesting fact about Megan: this mm -hmm. movie, this is the first movie, first Hollywood film within the last 45 years to be released on the first Friday of January and obtain a fresh Rotten Tomatoes score 
And people Ooh. were thinking it wasn't going to score. People loved the movie, and they were not expecting mm. the ratings that it got. So this is the first horror movie that's kind of gotten the attention right out of the gate. Because, look, sometimes with horror movies, we really got to you got to push people into giving it a go. But everyone was on board. So Megan, from the moment it was released, it got a lot yeah. of press attention. So for a horror yeah. film, that's great. Yeah. It's weird because apparently, this I hadn't thought of it like this, but it makes sense, that the January slots uh, for movies is usually where they put films that they don't really care about in because yes. it's pre-Oscar, I guess, isn't it? Because we... When is the mm-hmm. Oscars? Is it March? I, can't, I never remember. I think it's... Uh, but it's kind yeah. of early in the year, isn't it? So it's kind of, you know, you yeah. wouldn't, you're not going to put a movie that's going to be consideration for the Oscars post Christmas. So, I, I, but I never thought of it as like a, a dead slot. But, um, and this has completely bucked the trend. I don't, I think it's perhaps, um, Jason Wan said he wasn't sure, and the other producers, uh, the, the other Jason, the, the producer, uh, weren't sure about putting the dance in the trailer, but Universal apparently, the people, the ad, not the studio, obviously the advertising people, uh, said no, it's better to have the dance in there, and they were completely right because I think that's yeah. the thing that caught on so too quickly. Because and it of just course, looks... there look at all the dance trends on TikTok exactly. and everything. Of course, yeah, you could see just... this movie was literally designed to get the TikTok youth of tomorrow yeah. to start watching this. I mean, this movie is going to be made into memes. We've got the dance already. We've got her like this movie is designed to go into social media which is an interesting thing when you think about it this movie there's so many things that will go into social media and I think that's why it got Mm. the attention that it did I really do yeah yeah I really do there was a hilarious SNL uh, Saturday Night Live uh, pastiche of it Uh, before the the, before the uh, sequel I think was um, announced um uh, which was Megan 2.0 and it's like this one's for the gays and it's it's like some of the regular comedians dressed as uh, Megan in a, in a gay nightclub you know being come on bitch let's dance um, and let's go out and that's, it, it was just genius it was just it was beautiful oh, if that's the sequel they're planning I am on board for that I can tell you oh, um, yeah I, I absolutely loved it it's just so lovely to have something uh, like a li- the little train that could type of movie I wonder if they ever thought it was going to be this big but, you know. I don't know I don't know because like you said the January you know that's when we get all our horror movies because everyone's like oh put this crap out but it really did hit and again I think it's because they were targeting a younger audience that people just jumped on board so quickly I really I really think it's gonna yeah I think it'll be around I think people will be talking about this for another year I yeah I think because it's so funny as well as being scary and jump scary and and it, and it's it's just delicious. It's just absolutely delicious in it the way it's done. Uh, I love a comedy horror, as I'm sure you do. Uh, yeah. But it's it's. I don't think we've had that genre for a little while. So that's why I wanted to bring it to the motel because I thought it's important to bring something that suddenly brought back comedic horror. Because I, I I always think a horror movie should be funny as well and there are you know if you look at um us or or nope uh there are moments in there that are that is funny because you need after a big scare you need to like break it with laughter which will happen naturally anyway and i think also if you have some laughter then then when something sinister happens it makes the sinister more extreme Um, yes so i think this is what this does beautifully (laughs) 
and because you know you've got a, a, a you've got the you've got the bully from that activity day you've got the horrible lady neighbor and the dog so you just you, but you can say you can see where it's going but you still go like but how is it going to happen and i think that's i know uh, and a bit like Jurassic Park, there you know someone's stolen the plans. Spoilers, uh, but uh, so it will be interesting to see how they make a sequel. Whether it's driven by the, I think the two main the, the two main characters are, are coming back. So I'd be interested to see how they um, are brought into it and how they revive it. Um, and I think it'd be. I think you're right, Alison. It's going to be a great franchise. I can't wait to uh, see yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely, I absolutely found my Halloween costume. <laughs> hey, exactly. Do you exactly. Have, do you, are you, and I'll are be the other, of, the other robot. Yeah, uh, oh yes, the other uh, Are you scared of dolls? Do you have a phobia of dolls? Look, when we say dolls, because look, I grew up, I had a real passion for Barbie. I loved Barbie growing up, but Barbie to me is different than dolls. Dolls are like Mm. the creepy little frilly dress sitting there staring at you. It's always the eyes in dolls that are the Mm. creepy part because they follow you everywhere. So I'm going to say I didn't have a lot of dolls. uh, And yeah, I do think they're creepy. Same with puppets. If I see like Mm. marionette puppets, I find those creepy as well. So no, I'm not a big obsession with dolls. Barbie was my life. Yes, Barbie, yes, not so much. Yeah, definitely. Um, funny enough, the one I had, a, I had, a, I did, well, I didn't have Barbie, obviously, but I had, um, I did have a bionic woman, uh, and I always wanted a Wonder Woman. Mm. And then some lovely gentleman sent. I never had Wonder Woman though from the seventies Wonder Woman, but someone sent it to me um, not long ago. So I, I now have a nineteen seventies Wonder Woman from a very oh. kind person from Twitter. So um, it's yeah, it was like that's quite exciting. The nineteen seventy eight me is very excited, and uh, there was a Doctor Who range of dolls as well. The Tom, late Tom Baker era. So you had the Leela uh, Louise Jameson doll with that as well. So I kind of had the, I was allowed them if. Uh, they were kind of to do with the TV characters. I don't think I probably would have been allowed Barbie. <laughs> I don't know if Barbie was quite <laughs> as big as that at that point as well. That's I always think of Barbie as being a bit more eighties than probably late seventies. Not so much in the UK anyway. In the UK, but um, yeah, it probably wasn't. As, I think I just liked big. Barbie because I was living out my dreams through Barbie. Yeah, right? oh, I she love was everything Barbie. I want. Yeah. You know. Oh, I can imagine That's what I, I loved about Barbie. Yeah. Oh, totally. I think they're amazing. I wish I did have them, but I, n- I never really did then. Um, but I'm, I'm same. I kind of, those are fine. The little dolls that look like dead babies, terrifying. Yeah. And shop window dummies. They really, shop window dummies really unnerve me. And I think it is that part of, um, I watched a lovely Twilight Zone episode the other day about shop window dummies, which was really quite, you know, it's funny, isn't it? It's like 1950s black and white, and yet it's still, or 60s black and white. And it, it's amazing how unnerving some of those episodes are. And it's not like there's any, no blood and gore and violence. It's not that not horrible, horrible, scary. Nope. But it's still really unnerving, still, some of it. And that was a great unnerving one uh, about Shot. Oh, I love dummies. Twilight Zone. Such moralistic mm. lessons, right? Mm. And that's that's why I like horror movies, too, because I, te- I think they teach us morals. So, I mean, what would be the moral of this is that uh, technology cannot replace human human interaction or human compassion i think that is what we learn from this one is that you know technology can do a lot but there are definitely it's not real it's not real emotion it's not real you know they don't understand the consequences of their actions so i think that would be the moral that this one taught us how about Mm. that right yeah Yeah. so allison so in the um every week we put our movies into a certain room or a place 
Uh, there's some being banished outside <laughs> so far, but the uh, children of the corn is out there by the by the weeds, uh, by the swimming pool. Uh, I, I'm sure Dave the Triffids were end up there too. Uh, but I'm wondering <laughs> where we would put Megan. My instinct, personally, is one place. Yeah. But I was interested to see what you think. Okay, so here's what I thought. I was thinking about this, and I was like, where would I put it? Where would I put Megan in our motel? And I thought about it. And our motel, um, I don't I don't mean to boast, uh, but our motel, we do have um, a business center. And uh, within our <laughs> business center section, uh, we have a fax machine. Uh, I believe we, we have a phone. It is a dial phone, but it is in there. Uh, so I thought I would probably check Megan into our business center is where I would be putting Megan. <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I with was, all of our technology. Uh, well, with all the technology, yeah. yes. With the fax machine yeah. and uh, <laughs> a dial-up modem. That takes you. If you, anyone under the age of 25 would know what that is. But, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I was going to say the family room, along with the killer clowns, amount of space. But I think you're Ooh, right. Yeah. I think the business center, actually, I mean, can you imagine Megan and the killer clowns in one room? That would be absolutely terrifying. Now, there's your movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think, yes, you're right. It probably should go in there with the dial-up modem and uh, the fax machine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a great place yeah. to put it. I think that's pretty Thank you. Yeah, business center. I thought about it long and hard. I was like, yeah, yeah, that fax machine needs a friend. And so we're going to throw Megan in there. <laughs> she put her on charge to be ready to help with the, um, the line dancing later on tonight with the activities room. Um, I can't... Glad you <laughs> I like can't it. Wait. I can't wait. That's fantastic. <laughs> Well, until next time, here on the Horror Motel, it's goodbye from me, Bunny Galore, and it's also goodbye from... Me, Alison June Smith.